Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. Hello, hello, everyone. This is the Diversity on a Hill podcast. I am PJ, and sitting across from me is my lovely co-host, PK. I didn't know where you are going to go with that, so I was like waiting for my uh, window. I didn't know where I was going with it either. <laughs> That's why I said the word lovely. You oh, are lovely, but it, it seems weird to be calling you lovely. Well, do yeah, you no. are you weirded out by me calling you lovely? No. There's some times when I slip and I call one of my other friends like baby or something like that. So I don't make a big deal of that. <laughs> all right. All it's right. just words. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, I, that's just my thing. I mean, I mean look, so, so you're going to get all creeped out if somebody, you know, refers to you as something that is, I mean, I, I get it if they're calling you something like inappropriate or something like that. That's one thing. But if mm. it just slips and they call you child, yeah, child, you know, what, what are you going to do? You're going to be like. Uh, yeah, I'm not a child. I'm a man. You know, it, like it ah. probably depends who's calling me child. Okay, that's fair. Let, let's say it's let's say it's a eighth grader. He's like, hey, child. Yeah, it's, yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> that's a little. You're gonna flex on a on a on a on nah, a. Here's the thing. I wouldn't do anything about it, <laughs> but I would be like, uh. And so here here's where I'm because I was born in a Hispanic family where respect fair, fair, yeah, is yeah. a huge thing. It's a huge thing. You I say Mr. and Mrs. Yep, yeah, you yeah. say pastor. Please you and say thank you. Use titles. Don, yeah, yeah, before yeah. you say the person's name. Or usted. You got to put yeah, usted before usted? that. That's oh, huge man. in the Dominican culture. I think it drove my dad crazy because oh, we don't I, refer to him like that. Uh, man, I say do all the time. Yep, the, me you too. Know. Anyways, <laughs> so it's, it's weird See, because I'm pretty laid back too because okay. I don't want to be called Pastor Montez. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Right. Oh, I mean, not Pastor. They're obviously not going to call me Pastor Montes, but I'm saying Pastor Curcio. Right. But the way I was raised, it's in such a way that I do feel a little weird when like a a, a teenage freshman just says, hey, yo, what's up, Jonathan? Like, like, like I'm like, it's not a huge deal, but I'm just a little like. It just rubs us the wrong way because of how we were raised. Yeah, how we were raised. Like, it doesn't like offend me personally, Uh uh but I'm just like. I hear you. I hear you. I, I I I can I can agree that that there was this there was a time in my life when I would cringe. Yeah. If things w- were like that, um, I'm not there right now, but I, I still I, cringe I a little bit. I'm just like I like like I'm not personally offended, but did someone teach you a little respect? <laughs> like, and I'm oh, and here's man. here's me. Like, I'm not very formal. I'm yeah. a t-shirt and jeans kind of guy. Sure, 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 sure. I don't want to be called Pastor Montez. Yeah. yeah. If you call me by my last name, it better be just my last name, because uh-uh. that's what you know. My friends would call me sometimes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I even and I even make it more informal because I was like, "Hey, I'm Pastor Jonathan, but just call me PJ." Sure, sure right. Sure. That's the way I I introduce myself to many kids. Right? Yeah, so it's yeah. pretty informal. But if they're just like, "Hey, Jonathan," I'm like, "Oh," <laughs> like a little piece of me just the res- Hispanic respect part of me just just like, "Oh." <laughs> okay, I un- I understand this shouldn't bug me at all, but it's bugging me a little. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah. I, I mean, even now, even the kids who are part of the youth ministries that that come up to me, I I tend to hear some of them 
call me Pastor Moda um, mm. or Pastor Curcio is what some of them prefer to use. Uh, and and I think it's it's some of their upbringing. Like like I I've even been around when when one of the kids would say Hey Curcio and the pastor's like and the and the father or mother like Pastor Curcio you know like yeah. that kind of stuff. So I think that there's it it it's like our generation maybe maybe a little I bit. I don't think it's just our generation. I do think there. I mean it's also our culture. Our culture is pretty respectful. sure. Yeah yeah yeah. But it does, it does play into that. There is a little bit of like I want to pay people respect. Sure. Right. I mean I, at least. I, I, I do. So when I worked at camp, mm-hmm. our, our director was Pastor Fred. Yeah. Always called him Pastor Fred. Never even thought of calling him Fred. Sure. Like even now, just saying Fred by itself is like, oh, I shouldn't even say it. he's not around and I'm not even using <laughs> he's that retired. word. He's retired. Yeah, but it's still, it's still Pastor. It's always going to be Pastor Fred, right? Sure, sure. All right, which leads us to, uh, let's, let's, Veer off a little bit here. Okay, okay, okay. So now I've been a camp director. Yes, yes. And people call me PJ. And really PJ for the longest time. It's starting to go out of this a little bit. Mm -hmm. But usually PJ was more of a camp thing. Mm -hmm. And my church a little bit, some of them were calling me PJ. But it's usually Pastor Jonathan or or Pastor Jay. Sometimes I've been called that. But Mm -hmm. So it's it's PJ mainly. But at the conference office where I work, everyone just calls me Jonathan. Right. right? right. We're all peers. We're all whatever. right, right, right. Um, so it's always Jonathan, but not long ago, we hired a young man in our communications, Cameron real great oh, guy. Cameron. Yeah, he just got Shout married. Out. Congratulations. Cameron. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, way yeah, to go. There it is. I almost hit the wrong one. Him so and Janae like, got married. I, I yeah, officiated that so wedding. Happy. It was oh, awesome. awesome. What an honor. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. What an honor. Great wedding. Great, great couple. So anyways, he worked for me at camp, mm-hmm. you know, as a college student. Mm-hmm. But now he's at the conference office and he's one of my peers, right? Yeah, yeah. No one at the conference office calls me PJ. He but calls Cameron me, does. Cameron does, right? Yeah, he so calls I me PJ. He would, yeah. So one day we're at his church. We're visiting his church, and this was, I think, this was last about a year ago now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Janae was there. His now wife was there, right? And she was going to work for me that summer, but he was already my colleague or peer, right? Right. He was already working at the conference office. Sure. And it's not, I'm not his boss at the conference office. I'm, right, right, yeah, right, right, right. I actually go to him and he helps me out and whatever. So as I'm leaving, you know, Janae says, bye, PJ. Like, bye, Kim. And then he goes, bye, PJ. And I'm like, that's what he's been calling me the whole time, even at work. But it hit me for a second. And I turned to my wife and I was like, so do you think Cameron's ever going to stop calling me PJ? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. my wife was like, nope. Yep, he's never going to do it. I think she's right. Well, we, we confirmed it later. <laughs> I actually told him this story, I think this, this past weekend, uh-huh. I, was, I was telling them this. And I was like, why not? We're, we're peers now. No one at the conference office calls me PJ. He's the only one. Yeah, but, and then she goes, do you call Pastor Fred, Fred? I was like, no, I would never do that. I was like, you know, he, you know he's my elder and he's, you know, was my, you know, authority figure. And, and, and she's like, well, the age difference between you and Cameron's the same. And I was like, wow. No, it's not. <laughs> but it totally is. It's wow. the same age difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but it nuts. was weird because as soon yeah. as I saw you know, him, I was like, and it's not like I, it bothers me. Yeah, yeah PJ's yeah. fine. You know, like I said, it's informal mm-hmm. enough that I'm, I'm sure. fine with it. But it was just this weird, like, dichotomy of where I am at my life now 
And I would never call Pastor Fred Fred, but I'm like, I wonder if he's ever going to call me Jonathan. <laughs> well, that's a fair point because yeah. uh, I've heard from some adults here at our church who yeah. know you. They refer to you as PJ because they were at camp with you. So so they, um, I guess they worked with you at camp. But and- they wouldn't have called me PJ, though. They would have just called oh, me Jonathan. That, that's a good one. It's if they have campers there. Or if they went to family camp, then they're calling me PJ. So okay, there's people well, at my church who call me Pastor Jonathan, but then there's someone at my church who calls me PJ because they only know me from family camp. Well, believe this or not, someone actually talked to me today mm-hmm. and was telling me if I was going to record with PJ, right. and they confessed that they couldn't remember your your name. That's they fine. They just knew you as PJ. That's and fine. And he was just like, what? Okay, <laughs> all right, I hear you. But, you know, I have a challenge with that because uh, I give people nicknames. Mm. Like, like, I met random person uh-huh. random person i went to the bank right to, to turn something into somebody and uh, for somebody else uh, one of my coworkers, anyhow and the point was uh i ran into somebody who i guess banks there mm-hmm. <laughs> i would assume so and um we met him outside they drove a ferrari so i just had an opportunity to just chat with them about that and found out who they were and their motivational speaker and and um at the end of the conversation right after i prayed with them and and um was leaving i was like you know thanks a lot and i gave him a nickname mm-hmm. you just gave him a nickname on I the spot i just gave him a nickname on the spot that's weird bro and then i just walked up and i was like wait a second <laughs> i just gave this guy a nickname uh and his name is andy uh-huh. and as i was leaving i was like thanks a lot d blessings and i'm walking off and i was like andy <laughs> andy yeah he, and he went, thought you forgot his name no i don't know oh, for but sure i said d you know as in andy, andy. And I just said D. And you um, thought you forgot. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. But anyhow, point is, <laughs> Andy, I was just he like, didn't forget, but, but I would have <laughs> thought he forgot. <laughs> but then, the, you know, it's just like I give people nicknames. Yeah. Like it just naturally happens mm. in my brain for some reason. So it doesn't offend me that much if people call. I mean, now, my name is Curcio. Like it's overly hard yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for people to even get that right. right. So I guess I don't. So if they get it so right, much. you're probably like, yeah, they got it right. Who oh, cares I actually what tell them like, great job with that. I actually yeah. do tell them that. And I'm like, hey, well done, because most people can't get that. But, you know, with adults, I do. I, I'm a little differently because they'll say, hey, Pastor Jonathan. I'm like, it's just Jonathan. Yeah. With a Dutch. That's true. That's true. I do, but if yeah. they're kids, I, man, it's just, it's it, that Hispanic it, culture, man. It depends on the kid to me. Like I'll, I'll, if I'm close with the kid, then I'm like, Curcio's fine, you know, but, but if their parent is telling them <laughs> to say Pastor Curcio, what are I going to do? I'm sorry, kids. I'm like, if you're listening parents. to this, it bugs me a little bit. That's all right. So yeah, it's so not call- a pet peeve though, but it's just like, my mom's going to slap you upside your face if she was here. Yeah, that's true. My, hey, listen, my dad wouldn't mess around like that. Yeah. Like, you, so you, you I, use that pastor. You, you use that you, mister. You better use that title. All right. Anyhow, well, so what do you do? What would you do? Let us know at diversityonahill yeah. at gmail.com or on the IG at diversity on a hill. So that's that's very interesting. Now, I got a topic I want us to talk about today. Do you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a quick break. All right. I need to think about this. All right, we're back. Uh, Yes, we are. Okay, so I know last week we talked about that whole indictment thing with with uh, President Trump and and there's a chance former President. So if he gets convicted, will he go to prison? Well, that is so funny because I listened to um, an episode of John Oliver, mm-hmm. right? And he, I, I, I don't promote that, you know, everybody probably shouldn't. He's wherever. pretty, uh, yeah, he's very vulgar. But, but the idea know. is um, this particular one, he was talking about uh, solitary confinement. 
Okay. In prisons. In prison. Okay. Oh, so we're bridging the gap between if president <laughs> goes to prison. <laughs> okay. Well, he might be going to a different kind of prison, though, than um, the ones John Oliver was talking about. <laughs> I don't sure. know. I didn't hear it. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Because there's, you know, there's some white collar prisons that are very nice. So, I, so I've heard as well. Um, They're probably nicer than my living. No, I, I have no idea. Go ahead. <laughs> Definitely better than mine. But the idea is this. Uh, so they're saying uh, or, you know, highlighting just how bad it is to put someone in solitary confinement. They say the, the rooms tend to be six by nine feet, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they point out the fact that people being alone like that mm. really does long term harm more mm-hmm. harm than it does good okay. uh, to people being alone right and it's it was just very interesting to me because i was struggling with this i don't know i don't know how you f- feel about this pj so this is why i wanted to bring it up don't we aren't we supposed to be solitary sometimes like stop and think and get away yeah but these people have i think they they say it's like 22 to 24 hours or 22 or hours or more right I gotta be honest that doesn't seem bad to me like a week two weeks that's real solitary confinement, but like a day. Have you never been alone for a day? A whole day? No, I think about eight hours. I mean, that before, I, think I think there's introverts out there who are going, I would love to be alone for 24 hours. Okay, sure. But, but the, the, I don't remember the exact number okay. of how long it starts to become detrimental. Yeah. Um, but there was somebody they showed that was in solitary for years, like over a decade. Now that and could, they're that struggling could be bad. with that, yeah, right? That could be um, bad. That, that is bad. Not it could be bad. That <laughs> is bad. But no, I mean, there are people who've probably been in for shorter than that, and it still has a detrimental effect on them. But but here was a, here was a challenge that I was having with that, and I want to get your your opinion on this. You did something bad, like you went to jail. Unless you went to jail. And you were innocent, and we know that happens. But the idea is you went to jail, so you should be punished for the wrong that you did. And if you did anything else that was uh, egregious while you're in prison, mm-hmm. then you should go to solitary. So you usually know? in solitary so, confinement, it's done to the people who are committing crimes in prison. Correct. Who can't follow. <laughs> right. They say that they're using it for the worst of the worst, but yeah. the reality is it's, it's not so. And they were highlighting how some people uh, go to solitary for the most insignificant stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how I felt. I, like I was conflicted at first, but then because I was like, you know, how everyone should have rights as human beings. And I get that. Right. Right. But if you go to a location because you violated someone else's rights mm. then i i don't know like i was struggling with that at first sure and so like do you do you do you not not the word do you do you surrender some of those rights I, I don't know like like you do surrender rights that's what i would assume but at the same time as i was listening to the report i was challenged because i was like man you know if you did wrong too bad on you you should have never did what you did but then at the same, you, you pay the consequences for what you did. But then at the same time, it's like, no, but you got to treat these people at least as humans. So right? why do they put them in solitary confinement? I think there's probably a couple reasons. One is probably punishment. Yeah. But one is probably also to separate them. Right. From, from the general population. From the general population because they're causing problems. Right. And most of the time, they, well, the way it's reported is violent. Violent acts 
sure. get you into solitary, right? And but they we were know saying it's, that we know it's probably misused a lot. We sure. probably know those things. So yeah, prison is one of these things that's kind of a difficult thing for me. And as okay. a Christian, I think it should be a difficult f- thing for us to grapple with. Okay. Because obviously, if someone's done something wrong, what do we do? Like, mm-hmm. do we just, you know, keep them going on forever? Or do we separate them? Um, right. It's it's kind of hard if they keep living with the general population and they keep doing the things they're doing. Sure. They're hurting other people. Society as a whole. Now, yeah. prisons have been called what reform areas or ref, uh You're right, but there isn't a whole lot of intentional reform going on. I mean, though they said uh was it North Dakota? Mm-hmm. I think one of the states is actually being intentional about reform reforming them and yeah. giving them psychological help. Right. So they sure. can become better. But and let's ahead. think about this. There is probably already some psychological issues with mm-hmm. people who commit violent crimes or crimes. It's, it's not like people who commit crimes um, serial in a serial manner are like, right. oh, yeah, you wouldn't say, yeah, that person's got it all together mentally. Sure. Right. There's there's going to be something there that made them snap, that made them you know, in some of these instances, not all of them, some of them is their living situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're poor and they feel like they have to steal or they have to sell drugs to, to make it. Or, yeah. you know, there's other reasons. I'm obviously, I know I'm generalizing, please, please. But we got to say that someone who's a criminal, usually it's, there's a reason. Sure. There's a past, there's a bad living situation. Right. There's something you know, happened. Right. Yeah. And if that's the way they're living, usually people say about criminals or sociopaths or this, they're, right, right. they've got to be, you know, so there's already some kind of mental illness mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, yeah. So think about that. So you put them there in jail, already there. Jail's already a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much reform can happen there or if reform can happen at all. Mm-hmm. And then, then they're acting up there. You put them in solitary confinement for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. So that's not good for their mental health. Like it's like these different layers, but how do you deal with that in the first place? Yeah, fair point. I mean, it, it is tricky, right? At the same time, one thing that was interesting to me about all of this is this whole idea of solitary confinement actually came from the Quakers. Oh, really? Yep. And uh, what they highlighted was they would take a certain amount of time with their Bibles uh, to basically repent, mm. right, uh, from whatever it was that, that they had done or uh, to reconsecrate themselves. And they said that in some cases, uh, after spending time in solitary with God, uh, they could come out like a monk, almost like a Buddhist monk kind of situation there. So it, it, it has apparently Christian roots. Uh, well, if which you is, think about it, like I said, I do think that there is a certain amount of solitary that is healthy. That is healthy. Yeah, sure, right. Sure, sure, I sure. mean, Aaron Rodgers. Yep, yep. Just did. did a twenty-four hour period of was it twenty-four hours? I thought it was a couple of days, but I don't know. it might have been. It might, might have been a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. yeah but right. he said he was going to go into total darkness, total sensory deprivation, right, for two days. And people were like, "Oh, yeah, good for him." But in a prison, it's seen as bad. Now, I, I understand extended period of times can be really bad, and I think one of the reasons why it's bad is because they're already dealing with some mental health issues. Right. So what we're doing is we're putting them in a situation without, without any kind of mental health care. Right. Into a situation where now they have to reflect on their own mental illness. Sure, and it's they say it's kind of a form of torture. 
Uh, so uh, that's how they that's or, how they describe I, I, it. I'll agree that an extended period of time is torture. We are social creatures. Right. We've seen people who are hermits who lose touch with the reality. To, yeah. We do need human contact. Oh, it, right. the Lord said that it's right. not good for man to be alone. Yeah. Right. But and a twenty-four hour period to me is not torture. It, no, not not twenty four hours. There's no way that solitary so. confinement for twenty four hours is torture. Right. It may be inconvenient. It may be tough, um, but it's not torture. No, no, no. I don't think so. And and we're told that even even Jesus took time apart yeah. alone, right? But now, if it's a week of solitary stuff, confinement, yeah. that's torture. But again, they're saying that some of them don't have. They're limited access to books and mm-hmm. other things that could you know comfort them. There was a a TikTok shown that. Uh, one gentleman that was in solitary, he said he would keep some of his food just to feed it to the mice and he could play with the mice so he wouldn't lose his mind. Right. You know, that kind of situation. But and to it, me, that's, it has to be, that has to be an extended period of time. Sure. Or it, someone who's constantly in there, which, I mean, do, to me, is like, do we have mental health professionals in prisons? I, I believe so. I believe that they're supposed to have one. Um, but I don't know that they're forced to receive help from them yeah so so this is why I, I go back to that whole idea i was struggling with that whole you know um like like too bad for you kind of situation you should have mm-hmm. never gotten there in the first place but then i think about the fact that i mean i grew up believing that ultimately we're gonna end up in prisons tell me about that well i uh, be, due to our beliefs if we stand up for our beliefs oh, and yeah. that kind of stuff, it, yeah, I yeah. mean, I grew up believing this, right? right. So um, persecution of Christians. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so with that idea, then I'm like, oh man, I want to make sure that I have, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, laws <laughs> that are going to protect me from from some kind of madness. Right. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't know. I I found myself struggling, and then I said, you know what? When I heard the report that there are prisons that are being intentional about instead of putting them in isolation, they put them in in a place where they can actually speak to someone about it and receive tools to be able to deal with these things. Then I said, man, that's great. Like, I actually think it's really good. And if, sure. if more prisons were to function that way, maybe when these uh, men and women are, are reinstituted or, or placed back into society, into society, if you will, um, they may be better citizens. Right. I don't know. I just, I just found it to be kind of interesting. I, I don't know if a lot of people spend the, time thinking about you know what's happening in prisons and and how they should be treated i think that that part of it is again that upbringing that that my mentality is your actions have a have a consequence and yeah. you need to suffer the consequences for your actions so you can learn from them and not do them again um and yeah, but some people would say hey we need more positive reinforcement and this doesn't really help anything we're just housing them and making them more criminal yeah and, and, and our tax dollars being wasted in yeah. some ways i totally agree with that i mean we need to look at the you know prison systems and see if there's a way to do it better but at the same time how what what do we do mm-hmm. with someone who's a serial cri- criminal violent criminal or even right. someone who just can't seem to change their ways change their ways i mean there there has to be now is there more humane ways sure i mean and yeah and it the other thing to me is you mentioned torture. Mm-hmm. I was reading something the other day and that really struck to me like jail and torture and all these kind of things. Luckily, our denomination doesn't believe this, but I'm going to uh, kind of attack this a little bit. Go but ahead. Um, there, there are certain Christians out there who believe that there will be an eternal jail right. with torture. Sure. 
like actual torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're burning for eternity, right. that's, and it's, that's it, pretty it's much very torture. interesting that to me, like that concept when when anyone is really sees torture. Like if you were to go in and witness torture, you wouldn't be like, yeah, this is a good thing. No, absolutely not. I mean, I can't you, even watch it in movies. Yeah. You might say, well, they deserve it. But after a certain time, even the hardened people are like, yeah, that that's, that's enough. Mm-hmm. If someone is comfortable with someone being tortured for a long, long time, they have problems. Yeah. I hear like it's saying. interesting how we recognize that in the world yet. You know, that's why I, you know, being a seventh day Adventist, I treasured our belief in the concept of, of hell. Sure. Like our understanding of that and sure. the, the that it's not an eternal <laughs> judgment right. that happens. No, praise the Lord. I mean, God would be a terrible God if I mean, how how could you have uh elation and and beauty and mm. eternal bliss and in the back of your mind, no, there's a spot where my creation yeah. is being tortured. Well, even but even in Revelation nice. says there's gonna be no more crying, no more Oof, death, no more yeah. suffering. I mean if there is an eternal hell. Yeah, that 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 verse in the Bible would be a lie. Yeah, absolutely would. And You're so right. we need to understand. Anyways, I just no, no, I appreciate that. And you know, I I also what what came to my mind too because again we are a religious podcast. So um, I was like, you know what? If 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 any of us find ourselves in a solitary situation with God where we're away from Him too much mm. and trying to take on life without His help, yeah, you know, it's going to be harming for us. Yeah. It can be detrimental to our well-being and ultimately our destination, if you will, mm-hmm. if we stay away from God. So it's important. Uh, one of the inmates was was sharing who was part of that program getting help. They were like, it was just so helpful to be able to talk to someone about my challenges, my issues, and mm-hmm. and and uh, being able to be able to work with those. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, you know, this is what God wants. He doesn't want us to isolate ourselves from him or from other people. He wants us to press into the relationships press into getting the help and supporting one another. That's why he said it's not good for man, and I'll insert women, nor women, to be alone. Yeah. Right? He gave us uh, uh, each other. He gave us communities. He gave us families. So that way we can go ahead and and be healthier, mm-hmm. you know, all around. Even, you know, not just socially, but mentally yeah. and emotionally. So. And there's times to be alone. But remember, those times alone are with God. Jesus actually had solitary confinement for 40 days and 40 nights. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Mm, but yeah. he was communing with the father. True, true, true. It was it was an intentional time to reconnect with God. Yeah. And I think that we should take advantage of that. I mean, I'll tell you, some of, uh, of my deepest thoughts have happened when I was in some form of retreat. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, you know, I've, I've taken courses where they're encouraging uh, us to take a retreat at least once a month mm-hmm. where we can disconnect from everything and, and connect with God on a deeper level. And... Um, I, I tend to be bad at that. Uh, I, I'm kind of a workaholic a little bit. You need bit, solitary confinement. So I need- <laughs> I'm going yeah, to solitary, solitary confinement. confine you. Yeah, solitary confinement might do me some good uh, mm-hmm. in certain circumstances. But but the, <laughs> idea, uh, but, but the idea is I being able to spend time with God has rejuvenated me before. We took a retreat as a staff in February uh, here locally, and we went to a house of prayer. And there... Um, Man, it was it was really refreshing. I came off of that like like I came down from a mountaintop experience, and uh, it was just spending time with God alone in in prayer. So, so yes, I agree with you. There is room for that. However, it is not the intent for you to live that way. No. So, yeah, just I don't know. It was just something to think Interesting. about. Interesting, as we thought about the possibility of a former president going to prison. 
Which you believe is not going to happen. So, no, so. I don't think it's going to happen. But we'll see. Yeah, who you knows? Know? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe a week or two from now, we'll we'll that know. that that thing's gonna take forever. That trial. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm saying maybe we have more information in a week or two. Oh, but, okay. But I don't know. It'll be close to when we're not recording, uh, where we're taking our break. Yeah. So it's maybe even be no. By the time that thing's done, we'll be back recording again. <laughs> totally. All right. Well, ladies and oh, gentlemen, man. thank you for listening to Diversity on the Hill podcast. That's right. So uh, we have. So we want to hear from them, though, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. at Diversity on the Hill. Yeah, exactly. You know, at gmail.com or on the IG. Mm -hmm. uh, what are your thoughts about this whole prison system? Should they have those rights? So, you know, how how do you feel do about... Do they have a right to not be solitarily confined? Mm, there you go. There you go. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll pray and then we'll wrap it up. How about it? Perfect. So, Father, we thank you so much that in your infinite wisdom, you gave us community. You gave us others to be with. And you also tell us that we need to take time and gave us the example of taking time apart to draw closer to you intentionally. So, Father, as we find times to do this, as we uh, find moments and pockets to just connect and uh, connect with you uh, so we can have the energy we need, the wisdom we need to keep fulfilling our mission of, sh of sharing your good news to the whole world, help us. Because without you, we can do nothing. But with you, we can do all things, even what you ask us to do, no matter how difficult it is. So we thank you for Jesus. And um, we love you so, so much. Now, also, thank you for your sacrifice. Mm -hmm. um, we know that Easter just passed. And we want to say thank you for the reminder mm -hmm. of your love. Um, but not just your love, the hope because you resurrected as well and you're going to come soon to take us home. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to Diversity on the Podcast. I'm getting quicker at that. And yes, you are. More and more inaudible. Soon it's going to be... I think they understand. Think so? Yeah, if they're regular listeners, they hear you say it almost every week. Oh, and this is PJ and I'm out. <laughs> PJ here, many blessings. Till next time, hope you enjoyed your Easter. <laughs>